Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh boy, I have this playing on my other computer. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What? The ANN After Show is starting. I actually yeah, just muted mine. There's double of us. Let me close that. Yay. Wow. Hey, okay. hope everyone enjoyed my thighs there for a minute. Hey, everybody, welcome to the ANN After Show. I'm Hello. executive editor of Anime News Network, Lindsay Leverage, and joining us today is Jackie Jing, our video producer, and we've got a new face on the show to talk about My Hero Academia with us. I'd like to introduce AJ from the cartoon Cypher, also known as Mr. AJ Cosplay. He brought his best jacket uh, to for us today, so you know he's ready to go. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the latest episode of Atta Attack on Titan. I'm sorry. I'm still living in We're still transitioning. <laughs> I know. I know. We talked about it for like eight weeks and now I gotta Aww, I gotta change gears. So we're gonna talk about the latest episode of My Hero Academia, but before we get to that, we're gonna talk about a couple of really big headlines and the spring premieres because the new anime season is going on right now and it'll be going on for the next two weeks. So there were some stellar shows that premiered since we last spoke. But before we get to those shows, um, it feels like it's been a million years, but in case you haven't heard, Stone Ocean is happening. Ooh, oh my God, yeah. we're finally getting new JoJo's. <sighs> David Production has been holding me in, in limbo for that for God knows how long, and now we're finally getting some uh, Stone Ocean. I guess I don't know for a fact that David Production's doing it, but um, yeah, this is a very cool season. It stars Jolene who is uh, Joe Taro's daughter. Don't know who her mama is, but Joe Taro's daughter. And uh, she ends up in jail for a crime that she didn't commit and ends up facing off against someone who may be uh, connected to Dio in some way. So anyway, I'm really excited to see that. I don't, they announced it at a, at a JoJo event that they first said was going to happen, you know, in April, but they announced that it would, it would be happening like, I don't know, like six months ago. So we've all been in suspense being like, are they going to announce Stone Ocean at this? Are they going to announce Stone Ocean at this? So I was wondering, have either of you guys watched JoJo's? And if so, who is your favorite JoJo's? Oh, gosh. I'm very behind on JoJo's. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. behind on JoJo's, but um, I've definitely seen Phantom Blood, Battle Tendency, Stardust Crusaders, Diamond is Unbreakable. I think I'm like halfway through and um, Jotaro 100%. Like, He's just like that mean, cold-blooded, like guy who's so aloof, and so I'm just in love with him. But yeah. personality-wise, I absolutely love Joseph, and I yeah. should marry Jonathan. So I have like a love for all of them. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But I'm like really excited about Jolene. It actually made me be like, oh my god, I got to finish Diamond, you know, because I am behind. But um, she looks awesome. Like I just yeah. loved her vibe. I love the character design. Um and. I mean, y'all know I'm like all about that shonen life and Joe, the Joe star family is just like over the top, like tons of action, just ridiculousness. I'm actually surprised I haven't finished it yet. Cause it, it, it's a wild trip. So I'm really excited about it. So that was my, I don't, think it's that, I don't think it's that much to be surprised about because we're on our sixth season of Jojo's right now. Like it, it's passing that point where, uh, 
it's this onslaught of something to recommend to a lot of people. That's kind of why I'm really not up to date. I haven't even finished the first season yet, which everyone tells me is the, the bad season. No, people who tell you that are lying. <laughs> the well, because like the first season is it's dorkier than yeah. the rest. And it, it introduces concepts that get dropped by like the second or third season. Um, like, like ripple powers and stuff once stands yeah. kind of take over. Um, but I do, and some people say, like, just start with season three. Uh, you don't really miss much oh, because each of the individual season seasons are all their own story. But yeah. I do want to start from the beginning. Uh, it's also interesting tracking kind of the, um, the the localization history of all of it because it's handled in this it's this kind of weird way sometimes. But I've talked to plenty of people that love it. I've talked to plenty of people that have worked on it. It's It's that thing that's, like, glowing behind me where it's like, watch us watch us i just haven't yeah. had the time there's just so yet. much aj yeah. there's it so is. much anime out there like we I like the spots. Yeah. yeah i like the first season even though it's not like the most esteemed just because it's got a level of camp too if you look at it as camp then i think it's more enjoyable like i think one of my favorite parts is like Joseph gets mad about something. Forget what it is. He just like throws himself down a hill, like in frustration. <laughs> He's like, oh, 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 oh. And it's it. just like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Dio's ridiculous. You got to watch it at least for like the Dio origin story, I think. And the stupid vampire mask and stuff. No, I have heard like Dio definitely makes the first season. People, oh my gosh. arguably people watch it more for him than for, uh, is it, is it Joseph for the first Jonathan, season? Jonathan, 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 Jonathan. Okay. Dio is definitely the reason why you watch the first season. Like, yeah. Jonathan is just an absolute sweetheart, but he ain't got any flair compared to the other <laughs> Joe stars. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I, that's the, you want to marry him because he, he ain't he's got, a good boy. he's not a playboy. Right. He's a himbo. Exactly. He's a himbo. He's, yeah. he is. Aren't a lot of them himbos though? They're all himbos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The Joe star family is notorious. A long himbo. history of himbo. Yeah. 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 Jolene will be a kind of a, yeah, a breath of fresh air. And I, I don't know much about like the main villain of it, but I mean, uh, Stardust Crusaders, no, not Stardust Crusaders. Diamond is Unbreakable. I mean, that's the one that had the finger guy in it. So, I mean, hand, oh, keep a hand in a paper bag and yeah, weird, weird stuff. Stardust Crusaders is definitely the best one, but you can't sleep on, on one and two, AJ. So if you, you go back and watch all, like watch all of it, mm -hmm. sorry. Just yeah. watch the whole just, thing. Yeah, you gotta just yeah, watch just the whole thing. episodes, whatever, do it all, so. <laughs> and then the other, another quick headline that I wanted to get to today is that um, Hideaki Anno, director of everything good in this world. Pretty much. Just announced his new project. He's basically like, all right, Ava's done. Tokusatsu forever. I'm doing Kamen Rider. Ava's so, finally done. <laughs> yeah, Ava's finally done. It's time for Kamen Rider. This looks um, so cool. So this I did not image. grow up with Common Rider. I know I have a lot of friends who are, you know, they've been watching this franchise forever and they just, you know, love everything about it. Hideaki Anno is famously like obsessed with Common Rider, has tons of Common Rider merchandise and stuff and has been collecting it since he was a kid. Um, so I'm sure he'll do something really interesting. If it's anywhere near as interesting what he did with Godzilla, then I'll check it out for sure. Cause it's, yeah. The genius. But, yeah. He's a genius. Like he can't do wrong. So I'm yeah. just, I was like, I'm on board. It's pretty old though, isn't it? I think I read the article and it said it was like from five decades ago. 
Yeah, Common Rider has existed. I mean, if you okay, so if you get more familiar with maybe Power Rangers, you know how there's always like a different season and it's got different rangers and like a that's been around for yeah. decades. Yeah. So Common Rider's the same thing. There's like the original writer with his motorcycle and his mask and stuff, but then like a new season would had a different writer, maybe a tweaked mask, different theme. So it's not like the same exact guy for 50 years, but um yeah. Is it like 007 where it's like he never ages, but he's just like continues on? Or is it like someone inherits it? Kind of uh, like- That's a good question because well, I'm not super familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not super familiar with it too, but um, that image looked really cool in the trailer. Yeah. Like, I mean, the trailer really didn't give us a lot. It was like um, a black background with white text. And then all of a sudden it was like that epic image. But I was like, looks cool to me. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, that looks good. And Anno definitely has a very unique style. Like the man instinctively gets into his own head and he just sort of helps project that onto whatever property he ends up handling. My my favorite show of his, uh, he didn't direct all of it, but it was something my partner actually recommended to me, His and Her Circumstances, which is an mm-hmm. old slice of life show. Mm-hmm. And he directed most of it, not like the final couple of episodes, but it's a really, it's both a really charming and really depressing, uh, like it, it's got a great balance of charming and depressing uh, slice of life romantic comedy. And I, I've heard great things about Shin Godzilla. He seems to be leaning more into like the the more spectacle heavy stuff. And I like to see that methodical approach he has to certain things with that type of scale. Yeah. Uh, that would be yeah, awesome. he adds a lot of pathos to what, whatever he's doing, too. So, like, while Shin Godzilla definitely has a lot of really impressive, like, special effects and, and things going for it, what makes it really stand out is it's got some really great cinematography and it's got some biting commentary about, like, Japanese bureaucracy that um, kind of reconnects the movie back to Godzilla's roots as commentary to the nuclear disaster. Yeah. So I, I highly, highly recommend Shin Godzilla. It wasn't that popular over here compared to like the legendary Godzilla films, but it did really well in Japan. So, yeah. Yeah. He's just amazing because he finds ways to gut punch you, but then just has completely like off the wall, bizarre stuff like people turning into Tang, um, <laughs> as Mr. Beckett would say, but like, yeah. but then just making me cry through two whole episodes, like, almost sobbing maybe was sobbing for through two whole episodes but anyway yeah he's brilliant so i'm excited for it yeah it'll be really good there's no release date on that one yet and we're still waiting for his take on ultraman to come out because i got right that'll probably come out first before we see uh yeah more about common Common writer for sure yeah Uh, anime nyc in the comments says gaim is bananas i just want to let everyone know i get that joke okay common writer gaim is fruit themed that's the uh really yeah, and it's actually that that one was written by Gen Urobuchi from Madoka Magica. Oh, wow. Oh, really? From Madoka Magica to writing uh, Common Rider Gaim, and it's all fruit themed. So, yeah. There you go. So, uh, lastly, before we get into our MHA chat, we're going to talk about some of the really great premieres we've um, we've seen in the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie and AJ, I'll let you guys go first. Um, okay, so for me, I mean, obviously, Love and My Hero Academia, but we'll get into that later. Um, yeah. So Lindsay was like, you need to see Dinah Zanon. I hope I'm saying that right. Okay. And, um, yep, loved it. Um, the protagonist, 
looks like a boy version of the Wonder Egg priority protagonist, which kind of threw me off, except for his eyes match. Um, yeah. And just the kaiju like fighter, the the guy with the red hair, and he's wearing a crop top and his messy eyeliner. Like she just knows my type to a T. Mm -hmm. And he's just like obnoxiously annoying. Like I was like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I want to see more. Um, and so I never watched SSSS Gridman. So I mean, I was blown away by the Voltron kaiju battle at the end. I'm not sure. If, is that what SSS Gridman was like, technically? like Yeah, yeah. There was yeah, a giant, giant, like, combo mecha fighting giant monsters in that one, too. But, like, so oh, far, yeah. whatever connection there is between the two of them isn't um, overt. So I, I think you can, at least so far, you can go into uh, yeah. uh, Dinazenon without, without any problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I was like, I'm here for it. Um, it actually made me want to watch Gridman. So I'm like, um, that's definitely like dogging all the I's and crossing all the T's for me. Is It's, you know, Mecha, Kaiju, really hot, funny protagonist. Um, <laughs> like, I was like, okay. And the animation's actually very good. Like, I, I was blown away. Um, it seemed like the hand-drawn parts were really nice. And then I always start to get worried with a little bit of CG and any sort of like action battle, you know, but it act I was sold on it. I didn't think it looked bad. Um, and then the other one was Megalobox. I know AJ and I were talking before the show, so I know he, he wants to dive into that as well. Um, animation slaps, post-apocalyptic world slaps. Um, we love Joe and now he's like scruffy and older and he's like been through it. So like, I'm definitely here for it even more. Uh, but AJ, I don't want to steal your pick, but th those two definitely stuck out to me. So. Oh no, not at all. I, I, I really want to hear your thoughts on this because Megalobox feels like one of those shows that a lot of people were really excited about and then just stopped talking about like maybe halfway through or towards the end of it. I know there are some people that think the ending was a bit, anticlimactic uh as someone who loves boxing as someone who loves underdog stories like literally his name is junk dog he's, he's yeah from kind of like the the lower class he has no name and he like digs his way to like prove himself to all of these people uh, it's the most simple form of storytelling and i i i eat that up i just love it and the grungy dirty aesthetic of it all yeah it felt like i i was going back in time to like the i think i think that was the intention it was supposed to be harking back to like the old vhs tapes era of anime they even i think the the, the standard resolution is not hd and then they yeah. scale it to give it that really grainy look and and i love it and i didn't think we would get a sequel because it kind of ended it pretty conclusively and yeah. now it's like no we're going to keep this going. We're just going to wreck Joe emotionally in the first, like they haven't told us anything yet. And I love the directing for the show. Cause yeah. you literally have to pay attention to everything in the background to figure out what happened. We know some time has passed. We know that like he's, he's addicted to painkillers that he's kind of, they, they even, I think they even heavily hinted that he was about to commit suicide. Um, and it's just handled so subtly for, for a show about boxing and people beating the, the crowd out of each other in a ring. It's so subtle with the little details. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Joe, Joe is, Joe is such a simple character, but he carries so much on his back and I yeah. can't wait to, I have theories about what got him to this point. But I look forward to. I think it's. I think it's confirmed to be twelve or thirteen episodes. I look forward to seeing like 
pulling on the st- on the string, the thin thread that's holding him together, and then he just completely falls apart, uh, more so than he already has in the first episode. I felt like the episode itself was really cinematic too. Like it had like a movie quality to the direction that you just don't typically see um, anime presented with. Like I'm 100% like invested in Joe and what's going on with him and where he's been and how he ended up the way he did. You know, we left the first season with him at the top of his game. And all we know by the end of the first episode is that he had an exhibition match with some kid named Edison. And then after that, he just took off and is supposedly like retired. We don't know what happened during that match to, to kind of spur him to where he's at now. But um, it was, yeah, it was really well directed. You know, you can kind of see everywhere. Yeah, there's all you could tell that like when when he won his original match, it was like he became um, a class working symbol for the underdogs. And you see people putting their fists up. And then like later in the episode, you see that there's this like mural on a brick wall in an alley that he's puking in, you know, as he's having reactions to the the drugs he's taken. And like even one of the most subtle things was like during the the big match at the end, like you can see that he starts to get the shakes from withdrawals. Mm -hmm because he's like trying to fight back his drug withdrawals to like make it through the match. And it's just like, Joe, come on, man. Like I'm rooting for you. I want you to make it through this and uh, you know, get, get, get back into gear. Like he's, he's seeing ghosts of his coach who I assume is, is likely dead at this point. Yeah, and I was just showing yeah. up to try and talk sense into him. Yeah. It's a great, great first episode of just there like getting you really a, invested. There's actually a moment where he's in the motel and you hear over the uh, it's vi- it's a very blink and you miss it but i had to rewind to double check the subtitles because sometimes the news prompter subtitles overlap with everything else right yeah. and they said some accident happened and the slums got like damaged or wiped out there so was that, a flood yeah, yeah. Was a natural disaster that like wiped out the lower income area there too so and they're saying like the government hasn't done anything about oh it God. i'm just saying they're like Mm, what does that sound like? Yeah. Oh, gosh, right. Mm. And it's making me think, oh, coach, Sachko. Yeah. No. Yeah, where's the little boy? We don't know yeah. where like where he's at right now. The one who was like rooting for him the whole time. Yeah. So I hope he's okay. Um, yeah. So I don't want to spend way too much time here before we get to my new academia, but I do want to run down. We could talk about Megalobox forever. Right? I know, right? Maybe we'll be able to revisit it at various points during the season. We can just, you know, check in with Joe every once in a while. But I did want to recommend people check out Odd Taxi because that show is weird and good. Yeah. Like, I wanted to watch that one. It's yes. The like Walrus Taxi Driver. Yeah, right? the yeah. Walrus Taxi Driver. But, like, the script writing in it is also very, like, it's, I described it's it in tight. preview. Yeah, I described it in preview, guys. Like, if you wanted to watch True Detective, but instead Matthew McConaughey is a walrus... This is your show because that's what the scripting reminded me a a lot of like, yeah, it reminded me of like a prestige drama where it's very like character focused. Um, You get a really good feel for the individual characters. There's like stuff going on in the background. Also don't know if maybe the walrus is crazy because he's not sleeping. Um, Like there's there's some levels going on here. Maybe the alpaca llama is selling drugs. Don't know if she stole a bunch of psychedelics and like now she's selling them or something. That's she like creeps me out. That alpaca. This is so funny. I yeah. it's so adult and I really did not know what we were signing up because we watched it during the um watch the trailer watch party. It's yeah, 
like I'm intrigued by the animation, but now hearing how dark it is, I'm like, what? Yeah, well, I it's really very dark. It yeah, it it opens with you know, there's this girl that's gone missing. I knew there would be like a mystery. I didn't know yeah. what the mystery would be, but a schoolgirl has gone missing, and maybe she's living in his closet. I don't know because you don't actually ever see her, but he's talking to his closet. But his doctor says he's not sleeping, so you like you don't really. There's an element of like. What's, what's really happening yeah. going on there. So that one that one's really cool, surprised me a lot. And the other one that surprised me a lot was those Snow White notes, which Jackie, we watched during preview guy. That's the one about the Shamisen. Oh, oh and wow. you're liking that one? It's yeah, it's got a really it's um very dramatic, you know, it's based on actually I don't know what if it's a Jose or a Shonen manga now that I think about it, but it's yeah. got a lot of like draw like emotional drama to it, but the yeah. music is so good too. Oh. So yeah, and it stars a good boy, and I'm always I'm always here for the good boys. So main character yeah. guys, you know, a troubled. good boy that's trying to re reclaim his passion, and I'm also a sucker for those types of shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. So it's your line, April, but with that instrument. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, I mean, there might be like you can. There are some similarities. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna say it was more like a baraka. It. it just sounded like your line. Yeah. April, so I was like, okay. But, yeah. I don't know if it'll it'll quite make you cry to the level of your lion April did, but I mean, you know, it's got a troubled guy. His grandfather died and told him to quit playing the shamisen until he can play it for himself because he's always played it to replicate how his grandpa plays and his grandpa wanted him to find his own sound. And um, he didn't quite understand what that meant yet. So he quit playing and then he leaves. Um, he lived not in Hokkaido, but he did live in one of the northern areas of Japan and, and goes to Roppongi, Tokyo, and meets a hostess and he shacks up with her for a little bit. And she's got kind of a deadbeat, you know, one of those uh, musician hopeful boyfriends where she's covering all of his money. And then, sorry, I thought someone knocked on my window. That was weird. Um, anyway, so like they connect and, you know, he's he's does a performance. The performance is really good. So even if you're not like familiar with the shamisen as an instrument, I think you'll fall in love with it by the end of the episode. It's just, yeah. It's very emotionally intense instrument. This season's starting off strong. Yeah, yeah. I've been giving away fives on preview guide like crazy. I'm like, do these mean anything anymore? Am I liking too many things too much? But yeah. there's been a lot of really good stuff and we're only about halfway done. So yeah. And not even everything from the season has come out yet. No, like no. It's come out. We still got more shows coming out this week. Yeah. To yeah. Your Eternity doesn't come out to like the 12th and I'm still waiting on that one. That's the one Jackie I said would make you cry. That's the Great. one by the, the silent voice uh, oh. manga creator. So yeah. Right. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that was this season. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. yeah. If you want to cry, yep. I'm always down cry. for a good cry. Because oh, no. <laughs> I don't cry enough with everything else that goes on. I know, on. right? Yeah, I'm like, right. oh lord. Um, My Hero Academia time? So My Hero Academia is back in full swing. Like I was surprised actually. The first episode premiere was a little bit slow, but then we got into this one and it was just like big thing after big thing after big thing after big thing. So I thought I would ask AJ to kind of give us an episode rundown real quick about the plot points and then we'll expand on what we think of it uh, of as course. we go. Yeah, uh, if, if you don't mind, I do want to mention that the one of the other shows that everyone should watch is Fruits Basket, the final season, because Duh. I think the first episode just Duh. fully premiered, even though they did like an early, Funimation did like an early release. 
it's probably going to have an inconsistent release schedule because uh, like they're producing it and there's, there's a lot of effort going into the localization of it, but definitely look forward to fruits basket this season. It's the final season. If you really want to cry, almost yeah. every episode have has made me cry or at the very yeah. least for a show about people transforming into animals, it's <laughs> a little bit more real than I ever thought it was going to. So totally to anime. Anime classic. Team Kyo. Oh boy, Kyo. <laughs> you deserve to be happy, Kyo. <laughs> I know. We love him. Even though he's a little uh, grouchy boy, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. So uh two episodes we are two episodes into season five of My Hero Academia. The first season is, the first episode, sorry, the first episode is anime original. Do you want me to recap everything up to this point or just the, the two episodes? Actually, you only have to do the first one because we kind of did we did the first first one oh, in the right, last episode because right. it was it was just sort of a prep so just just the most recent the most recent okay yes well we are out of uh anime original territory and now we are pretty much in the spot where uh last season picked off where endeavor took down that that really really powerful nomu in the middle of the city kind of making his first real stamp on everybody as the number one hero um and lo and behold, uh, the whole thing is framed kind of as a flashback while he's in the hospital because he got beat up real bad. And uh, turns out one of the first things that happened after he made that valiant stand is uh, Dobby showed up and really wanted to start some <laughs> some stuff with Endeavor. Uh, particular, like he even calls Endeavor out by name. Um, and he's like, uh, it's not so easy being the number one hero, is it? Um, but then... Best girl Mirako came in and put a stop to him. <laughs> and then he realized, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I should go. <laughs> Mirako muscle appreciation thread. Right yeah, they jacked her up. Yeah, she's, yeah. 100%. I love how she just like bounced in there and just like owned that situation completely. Like, it's like she just showed up and just shut all that down. Like, I just, the greatest way to bring her in. Like, I was like, yeah. perfect. Love you. You're great. Sorry, but yes, continue. <laughs> no, bunny supremacy. She yeah. she is no nonsense to a T. And hey, we just had Easter pass. Um, but yes, so that situation was deflated, and we end up finding out through Hawk's perspective because last episode ended with Hawk's meeting with Dobby at a warehouse. Turns out, and this has been hinted at throughout the past couple of seasons that oh, is there somebody giving information to the league? Turns out there kind of was. Hawks is a, not a double agent, he's a quadruple agent because he's acting as a double agent for the League of Villains, meeting with Dobby, trying to meet their leader and earn their trust. But he's also working for his hero agency who's basically like, hey, you're one of the only people we can trust to kind of like get their hands dirty because you kind of see the greater good uh, despite everything. So uh, yeah. Don't tell anybody you're acting as a as a spy, and we're just going to keep trying to trying to work this out from behind the scenes. And yeah, that's basically what he's doing. He's lying to Endeavor. Uh, Endeavor, meanwhile, is trying very very hard to make up for all of the horrible things that he did to his family. And there's a lot of it. Um, and uh, that's basically the first half of the episode. And then the second half of the episode. Oh boy, we are getting more backstory about uh, one for all. Uh, yeah, 
kind of picking up from, I think this was literally like the last scene that we had from the last season. Deku has a dream where he sees a lot of the former holders of one for of one for all uh, uh nanashimura and the couple of others who who came before her the first well i guess the second or third like the more it goes on the less detail he sees and then he sees kind of the story that all might told him about one about one for all where uh, there was this guy named all for one who basically in this era of chaos when people were first awaking their quirks he took advantage of that gave people quirks took quirks away he's like and basically mob bossing and now you'll owe me a favor when the time comes right and his brother this kind of weak sickly guy is like that's not right like sure you're you're making order but you're just doing it to amass power and then out of spite or love or we don't know he ended up giving him a power that ended up manifesting itself into what we see now as one for all and he specifically reaches to Deku he's like I want to show you more but you're only at 20% right now a lot of stuff is going to happen so until then and then he just wakes up like what was all of that so lore yeah (laughs) yeah synopsis I was like yeah yeah um, and I think just like compared to episode one, it was just great to see episode two just be awesome and just have so much content and uh, be emotional. Um, you know, we we didn't talk too much about Endeavor, but um, obviously a lot of family drama there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think before we get into that, let's talk about Hawks and Davi. Um, so happy to see that Hawks wasn't evil. So happy. <laughs> like, I was like seeing this meeting go down and I was like, no, Hawks, like you're the best. And like, I'm disappointed. <laughs> and then they like cut away to that office scene. And I was just like, of course, of course it's Hawks. Who's going to be like the, what did you call it? Quadruple agent, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. spy for the heroes, but and the villains think he's a spy, like whatever it was, I was like, okay, as long as he's still good. Um, and yeah. Someone in chat put down so much pressure on him. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and he's young too. He's very oh, young. Yeah. And he, you know, he reached his height, like where he's at very quickly. Very, very quickly. And then from the impression we get from the flashback that we see, it seems almost like he was, trained for that which is sad in its own way he didn't really have it what sounds like a childhood i think his parents were maybe like financially strapped and he was taken in to help you know like like hey he has a knack for being a hero yeah maybe he's like six years old but you know we could have him do this and then he'll we'll be able to give you money or whatever and you can tell he's also he's also been a fan of endeavor since he was really little he had that endeavor doll it was really cute so, you know, I felt bad for him because it seems like his life kind of got railroaded. You know, when he got into a point where, like, what if he wanted to change his mind and do something else? You know, utilize his power in a different way or something. But he didn't really have the option to say, okay, I'm done. And it's the same thing with this mission now where he's got such high stakes and um, all everything weighing on him. You know, he has that conversation with those two older people. I don't know if we've met them before. And he, he basically... In the movie. We haven't seen them before. Okay. Or so. he, like, he humors them. It seems like he's humoring them, essentially. He's like, you're asking me to do this, even though I don't have a choice in saying no. 
And they're like, well, you're the only one who can. It's like, yeah, but he also doesn't have a choice. So yeah, he has to keep putting himself at risk. I mean, he doesn't have a choice about betraying Endeavor, who's been his hero for so long. That has to be hard on him too. He has to keep up all these appearances to different people so no one catches on. and Otherwise he, he could be killed or people he cares about maybe could be targeted. So yeah, I'm really feeling for him in that sense. And also he had to go through most of the episode with like sad little chicken wings on the back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because he burned up all his wings. Down he, feathers and he has to wait for his feathers to grow back. So he's got these little chicken, little hot wings back there. Do some barbecue sauce. They literally look like chicken wings. And I did not know <laughs> that until you said that, Lindsay. Um, but just to piggyback off of what you're saying, there was a lot of Hawks fans um, from last season. And I was always like, okay. Like he's cool, but I don't get it. You know, I like yeah. I was like he's cool, but whatever. Um, this episode, just to see the sacrifice that he's made. Um, like you said, like obviously we don't really know a lot of the particulars from his childhood. Um, but definitely seemed like he was kind of forced in this, but he just took the sacrifice anyways. He did it for his family or whatever the reasoning was. And then same thing with the situation now with the League of Villains. Like he he says he's like, well, what am I going to do? Like say no to y'all, you know? Um, and so I was just like, now I really like this character because, um, yeah, he's showy and he's flashy. And then you're thinking he's showy and flashy and putting on a show and being Endeavor's best buddy and just like keeping everybody happy. Like that, that is what he's doing. He is just like a people pleaser on a different level, you know, trying to keep his family happy. Um, now he's like trying to keep his boss happy. He's trying to keep his, the population happy. He's trying to keep his idol, like this person who he idolizes happy. And I'm just like, I think we've all kind of been there. So I think that I didn't know that about him. Maybe manga readers did. I know AJ, you've read the manga. So for me, this episode made me really like him. Like more yeah, than I like, like, with him a lot more. For sure. Yeah. 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 Agreed. And then Dobby. So Dobby is standing as like his his in between to get access to Shigaraki, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he like he has to he has to get past Dobby before he can get more of that insider info. And Dobby thinks he's going to be like a uh, like a villain in arms with him or something. So he's like, "Why'd you save all those people?" <laughs> yeah, he, he's supposed to be the middleman, but Dobby's like straight up not making it easy for yeah. him. Oh it's like, yeah, we we agreed on a location for when this was going to happen. He's like, "Yeah, but <laughs> yeah." yeah <laughs> also, Dobby does ain't making his life easy? Why like does him? Dobby? bleed like did you notice like in this scene like it showed like he was getting emotional about something and then like his wound under his eyes started seeping blood is that his version of crying like is that his super emo edgy version of crying or like that's a that's a good point i mean we keep forgetting that his body is severely burned that's not just together yeah um apparently chat keeps on using the fandom term um hot Hot wings wings. yeah Hawks and Dobby, that's apparently, is that their like ship name? Yeah. Is it Hawks and Dobby or is it a lot? Hawks and Dobby specifically. Oh, okay. I thought it might've been Hawks and Endeavor. I'm sure there's a ship for that too. (laughs) Academia ship for every, like there's so many ships. It's ridiculous. Go to TikTok y'all. I find out about a new ship every day I'm on there. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay, there you go. But Hawks is cute. That's funny. I get it. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely am intrigued by this whole scenario. I do 
I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I feel like Dobby's not that dumb. No, no, like I feel like, and I feel like AJ. That's why he was like, oh, well, I just decided to drop him everywhere. And why did he? You know, I think he's kind of toying with him. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. Maybe Dobby's oblivious. But like to me, I and maybe I'm jumping too far ahead here. Hawks is juggling too much. This is an incredibly difficult task, and I, I, I'm really worried about him. And I, I do think that Dobby, Dobby ain't stupid, and neither is the League of Villains. I, but that's my perspective. What do you think? Dobby's definitely not stupid. He's also very clearly got his own. And Chad, if you've read the manga, please do not spoil this. No spoilers. spoilers. No spoilers. He's definitely got his own agenda. Even when he was first introduced to to Shigaraki, like way back in, I think it was season. Yeah, it was season two after the whole stain situation. Um, Shigaraki straight up asked, like, why are you here? He's like, I don't have to tell you why I'm here, basically. And... um, he's just been hanging out since then yeah he's he's just kind of been like he's been carrying out league stuff with everybody but we don't know what his his deal we we've gotten a vague hint of what everybody else wants like they you get the feeling that everyone's been like twice got his like a half a whole episode to himself to explain like what's going on with him up there but but dobby's i i I feel like part of the reason why Dobby had such a big following before we really found anything about him was one, because of his design. And two, it's a lot more interesting to theorize like what somebody is about when they don't make it clear right off the bat. I think that might've also been why people gravitated towards Hawk so much because he is this guy that kind of basks in the limelight and it's like, okay, but, but what are you about? And in this episode we see it's he, you're right. You get the sense that he didn't really have that much of a childhood. You just sort of, as a child, just sort of see him looking up to adults. You don't really get a sense of what he's thinking. And the most we can do is piece it together. It, it could be that he hates where he is, or it could be that he sees it as uh, well, someone has to do this job. It might as well be me. And I, that, that might be a double meaning into the whole, like, well, you're not really giving me a choice. No, technically you can say no, but they might just find somebody else to do this and you don't want them to be burdened with lying to everybody and, mm-hmm. and going and putting yourself at risk and in danger of all this. He even said his motto is, I want to create a world where heroes have too much time on their hands. That's basically yeah. the same as saying, I want, a, I want a society where like nobody has anything to worry about, where, mm-hmm. where every, everyone is just going about their lives and is being peaceful and that for a laid back guy that's in his early 20s, it's surprisingly optimistic for someone like him. And I don't know, maybe we need more people like that. I think that's what also why he really wants Endeavor to be that the next symbol of peace because we need that. Like, the, you keep hearing in the background crime is going up since All Might disappeared and the league has been getting more bold. Like, the league wouldn't have done something like this as, if All Might was still around. Right. So Endeavor really needed to make a stand for himself and Endeavor, he's not really in a good spot either because Yeah, that's a good that's a good lead into talking about Endeavor and his his uh family baggage. issues. Yes, his his baggage. So I mean we're no first cards about the family drama. No cards. <laughs> oh my god. No cards. I mean, there's a yeah. lot to unpack there. Yeah. yeah. Because the, so the thing with I mean our initial perspective on Endeavor, at least one that stuck with me, was from Todoroki's, per- or from Shota Todoroki's perspective, which is, you know, that he sucks, like, yeah. big time. Like, loser dad, you know, yeah. you know, mom mom was in a, 
in a hospital because of the trauma and he was isolated from his siblings because he was the perfect one with the dual powers. And, um, you know, of course the other siblings have, have resentment towards that as would happen in any family. If the parent obviously like picked one as the good one and then ignored the rest yeah. of them. So, I mean, that just screwed up their whole family dynamic. The mom was taken from them because she had to go to the hospital. I mean, she snapped and burned yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, which, I mean, led to the most satisfying moment of this episode, which was Endeavor getting I'm out of the hospital. Scarred, yeah. Coming in, he's got the huge scar, and Shadow's just like, man, that's, that's a bad soul. scar. Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> and then, like, so eats his soda, cool. and they're just, like, looking at each other, and it's like, yeah, yeah, he deserves that. Mm -hmm. That was so. brutal. I was like, and it was so delivered, like in Shoto style, like just so nonchalantly while he's like eating his noodles or whatever. Dry. You know, like, yeah, yeah, he was just like, yeah, that's a bad scar. Like, and it's like on his scar, like the. the yeah, it's like the like, same. Oh, brutal. Um, yeah, I mean, so Endeavor, oh boy, I'm on Lindsay's train. Like, how could you like him? Like, how could you like him after the yeah. laundry list of things that she just said? Um, and the end of season, the last season, season four, gosh, sorry, there's so many seasons. I was like, oh my God. Um, and they had that kind of moment where, you know, Todoroki want, or Shoto wanted to have sympathy for him. And you can see that he's like starting trying to repair this. And I was just so conflicted, you know? Um, I think I personally feel like forgiveness is just a way to heal all things you know so mm -hmm. i'm kind of like the sister i think i wrote down her name i think it was fuyumi like for, i would be yeah, the for sister you, maybe more is it fuyumi fuyumi i think yeah. um i don't know i might have written wrong but um i'm definitely of like her perspective where i'm like he's showing effort like let's go let's try to heal all this you know what i mean mm -hmm. but then i mean like i'm not silly here you know obviously like i understood um the i think it was the middle or eldest brother natsuo mm -hmm. like he has the right to get pissed off and walk the F out. Also, we don't know what happened to one of the siblings, right? His yeah, they said, um, like, I haven't been able to see Shoto. And there's that whole thing with our older brother. Yeah. Like, We've only seen you two. What older did something happen to him? Yeah. And more drama. Like, that literally gave yeah. me chills thinking about that. So, like, did that, like, no matter what that person ain't in the picture, whether it be, like, who knows? You can think the darkest things or maybe they ran away, whatever, you know? But you're just, like... There's just so many layers like to the family drama here. Um, I really am interested to see how this is all written out because I'm sorry to compare to Berserk, but like I used to get in giant arguments with people on like fandom websites because I would be like, he's got to forgive Griffith in the end. He's got to forgive Griffith. And people are like, what the are you talking about? No one could forgive Griffith. And I was like, that's the only way to heal. And I'm like that girl, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, like, I understand why everyone hates Endeavor. Um, but it's like, I'm really intrigued by this. And I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe there, there could be something really good with coming out of all this. And it made me excited because it's like, I love redemption stories. I, I love when we can see someone who is as dark and messed up um, as Endeavor come around. And um, I just thought, like, there was just lines in that episode that really hit me. Like, you know, when he, he was just like, it may be too late, but I just, I got to try, you know what I mean? And that's like really putting your pride aside for somebody like Endeavor. Um, and I don't know if you guys want to comment on the family drama some more, so I don't want to like pivot to this point next, but um, I just want to touch on it slightly, but 
you can even see Endeavor showing insecurity with being number one now. You yeah. Know, with conversations with All Might and being like, what you made is crumbling and I'm trying my best to hold this up. Well, um, he also didn't want to become number one the way that he did, yeah. right? He wanted to earn it by his own merit. And instead, it's like he got it through a retirement. He got which, it by default. Yeah. So that's not, you know, that's that doesn't feed his... I don't know if I would say ego, but it, it doesn't, that's not how he wanted to, he wanted to earn it in his own right. Like he wanted to overcome All Might, not just replace him. Yeah. So I think he's, he's definitely battling with that thinking that maybe he's not good enough to be number one because he didn't earn it the, the way that he wanted to. Um, as far as the family dynamic goes, I mean, I think what you can take from it, I mean, Abuse in family households, I mean, that's a real issue and real people do, ex you know, experience that with abusive parents or, you know, guardians. And so that can make this this particular storyline uh, very personal to some people, I think. And there, there are, I think, a lot of different ways to interpret it that are valid. And that includes, you know, hoping for reconciliation um, and genuine improvement on like the part of Endeavor and that he learns how to properly communicate with his family. And um, it seems like he's starting to think about um, the importance of family. He looked back on that conversation he had with All Might about, you know, what it means to be number one, what it means to be strong. And uh, All Might's interpretation of that was, you know, to be able to protect those you care about. And it wasn't until then that I think Endeavor even really considered his family to be that. But on the other hand, it's also up to the victims to decide what terms they want for reconciliation. And so, you know, the, the wife, um, the mother wants things to get better. Um, and so does uh, the older sister. And to some degree, uh, Shoto says that he does too. He basically says, I don't necessarily forgive him for what he's done, but I'm willing to see what he'll Goes. do. Yeah. You know, basically like show me with your actions that you're a better person. I'm watching to see if, um, if you are. And then, you know, uh, but yeah, there's that, that missing sibling that we don't, we don't know about. And what worries me particularly about that is because I think they said it was the older brother, right? Mm -hmm. Which would mean that like whatever this sequence of events that he went through with his children with, this would be the one he started with, which mm -hmm. means it might have been more severe. Something severe could have happened in that situation and he then toned it down with the other ones. And now we don't know where the, the oldest is. Um, from a, just my perspective, um, I don't know. I'm a little bit torn because okay, I, I like Shoto a lot. He's a good kid. And so, you know, I, I want him as a character to ha have some sort of closure on that. Uh, from a realistic perspective, I think uh, Endeavor is a piece of crap and I don't care what he wants. So, you know, uh, like, you, you, I, they need the therapy healer hero yeah. to like, come in there, like hire whoever the therapy is. We are therapists yeah. in this yeah, world. Right. Yeah. I think people would really <laughs> need them. therapy too. I'm like, what was her name? The little cute old lady nurse? Oh, oh, oh yeah. I love uh, her. But I think yeah. she does like physical wounds. Um, but Lindsay, I do think 
you know, Lindsay, I was actually really intrigued to hear your thoughts on this because Lindsay's pretty, you know, when we, we've talked about anime in the past, like with betrayal, she's pretty cutthroat. Like, you know, like, I love it though. I love that that's like the way Lindsay is, you know? Yeah. Um, so to hear that you like, you're even torn about it, it makes me excited to see how it's going to be written. That's a really yeah. tough topic to take on. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I think that we've always been intrigued by Todoroki um, because he had that darkness around him, you know, he had that heaviness around him. And now we're like ripping open the wound. But the one thing you said, Lindsay, that was really interesting to me was that I agree with you. Like, it doesn't matter what Endeavor wants. Now it's it's really like his family who has been, frankly, like victimized and brutalized and just gone through so much, you know? So mm-hmm. it's when you said like the mother and the sister and even like Shoto are kind of reaching out. Like, that's why I'm like, okay, like, I'm here for this, not because Endeavor. It's because the the other side wants to heal. But AJ, I want to hear what you think about everything with Endeavor. Um, I, one, this whole fi- family dynamic thing, but then also just like how he's holding the number one spot now. Because I, I mean, I just, I, I wonder, he's just such an arrogant guy, yeah. you know? And it's just like, this is testing him. He's just, it's, an, it's interesting to see his development here on both of those like angles. Well, I think I think you were right to bring bring it up before because I don't think it's a separate point. I think the two very much feed into each other. Endeavor is clearly a guy who ever ever since he was like ready to be a pro and was in All Might Shadow, it's like that's I kind of see a little bit of Bakugo in in him where it's like it's yeah. not just about being a good hero, it's about being the best. Like the best takes precedent over everything else. And that was literally pardon the pun that was literally his spark that like got him through everything and it became an obsession and we see what happens when that obsession particularly for selfish reasons can go too far and that's literally what led to his family his he didn't make his family because he wanted people to love and protect he made it because he saw them as a means to facilitate that goal and he he was the number two for the longest time. And then basically it's like, imagine training for a marathon or something. And the guy you were supposed to race ends up, I don't know, retiring or being too old to race. And like, you'll never have that anymore. What happens with all of that, that determination, that fire that you have, it either fizzles out or it goes somewhere else. I think he kind of had a little bit of both where he was just sort of, left with nothing for a while he's like well, what did i do all of that for then and that's yeah. why he's like well what am i supposed to do now i <laughs> hate the fact that i'm here but now that i'm here what am i supposed to do i can't stop but but what if, if there's nothing for me to pursue there are some people that honestly can't do their best unless they have some kind of incentive and i i think that's understandable and sometimes being the best isn't a bad incentive but then the question becomes what happens after that whether you got there by default or because you earned it i feel like even if he beat all might he'd be in the exact same spot he's He's someone who can't be content exactly like aries energy here i know exactly what that feels like (laughs) but i'm never content like i'm always like coming up with some new project or new thing or something it's just like my brain won't stop but um, I, I did want to ask real quick, because there was something that I don't remember, and AJ, maybe you do, like, what were the circumstances for him meeting his wife? Because I, I know he picked her because of her power, right? So was there yeah. ever any genuine, like, attraction or anything there? It was pretty much an arranged, they called them quirk marriages. Oh, okay. Um, 
but it's basically an arranged marriage. It's kind of similar to what you said about Hawks, where it's like um, family isn't doing great. So it's like, oh, we'll provide you financial backing if you agree to this arranged marriage with your daughter. Like, because he specifically sought out someone with an ice power to complement his fire. Because we got a, a hint of this when he was fighting the Nomu. Um, he can't go all out for an extended period of time because it, it literally dehydrates and destroys his body. Mm -hmm. um, it, if you've watched Fire Force, they have a similar thing in there where it's like the body produces its own heat and like that burns up all the moisture in it and then your muscles atrophy and everything. So he wanted to find somebody that could complement that to basically create like the perfect hero. It's like, now you have my power, but you don't have my weakness. Oh, okay. Basically, okay. that's what Todoroki is supposed to be. Right. Um, and yeah, and all, the, all of his older siblings, they only got the the ice component. I form honestly another, right? don't know about the other siblings. We never see them. As far as I know, at least where I am in the manga, we never see them use their powers. Okay. Um, there, there might be like a, a side thing in like one of the volumes where he explains like, oh yeah, this one can use some ice or et cetera. Um, but we do know, and actually when I was editing the, uh, the My Hero video for you guys, I did see a frame and I they, uh, they erased this. So in the flash, uh, this is a funny thing. So in the flashback that we see where Natsu's mad at him, he's like, I was never allowed to see uh, Shoto because you kept him up there. You kept him away from us because he he was your little project while we were your failures, basically. Mm -hmm. um, okay, really quickly, I Googled yep. it. So Toya, the eldest son, who was supposed to be a successor... Um, had Wait, really Jackie, strong... this could be a spoiler. Don't, don't okay. say anything. No, this okay, is... well, then I won't. I won't. I won't read yeah, it. Yeah, don't. Because I know this twist, and we're trying to keep it okay, keep no you from it specifically, because you're the only one in this chat who doesn't know. Which I no. googled it, so now I'm ruined. Dang it, uh, Jackie! Um, you didn't have to do that. Why did you do that? The powers they had. So I was like, okay, well, wait. I was trying to be vague. So yeah, like, we were all being vague in here. Like I'm just like smirking to myself instead of saying things because you told me not to spoil stuff for you. I know. Well, I just I was being a good friend. But honestly, reading that just gave me the chills. So I close like, the window. Man, I, the window's closed. The window okay. is closed. But okay. man, oh my goodness. Okay, I'm just gonna be quiet. I'm drinking my water. I'm so as I was saying, <laughs> we see that shot of the kids playing in the field, and we only see Natsu and the sister. Yeah. Um, but when I was editing the My Hero video and I saw that flashback again, that might the first time I think we saw back in season two when Shoto was telling his story, you do see the third sibling there. So oh, okay. I think they edited him out of the flashback, which oh, is weird because they huh. mentioned his brother here. So I don't know. You don't like see his face or anything. You just kind of see him in the background. But yeah, it's um, <sighs> that is just sort of a thing. And uh but yeah, he went through three siblings and they all had like different facsimiles of powers and the mother's condition. Because the mother also had a, a frail body yeah, like, um, to coincide with her ice powers. Um, but Shoto was like the first, he didn't treat his kids like kids. He treated them like experiments. He treated them as like extensions of himself. He, he didn't even see Shoto as his own person. Shoto didn't even see himself as his own person. It's like, you're just an extension of me. That's why the tournament arc was so important because uh, and that's why uh, Todoroki Shoto didn't want to because their the last name is Todoroki, so that'll get confused. Yeah, that's why I kept changing I know, it to Shoto because I used to call him Todoroki. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Shoto, he didn't want to use his fire because he's like, this is 
No, because if I use it, I'm basically doing what I was created for and that I'm not my own person. Yeah. And Deku is like, no, you are your own person. Just like use the gifts that you have. It doesn't matter what you're born with. It, what matters is how you use them. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of the, it was basically an arranged marriage and they keep it very vague. At the very least, the mom seemed to have warmed up to the idea of being with him or at the very least seemed to have seen his good side. And this is kind of what's interesting about yeah. the way this is written. It's very vague. So you could finagle room and be like, well, he wasn't always a douchebag. Mm. But inversely, it's like, well, they don't tell us everything. He probably did worse than what the show is telling us. I, I did get yeah. the impression from, from the mom, you know, because she's so forgiving. Yeah. You kind of get the impression that maybe like how... Is like, that genuine forgiveness or is that like maybe Stockholm syndrome? Is it Stockholm syndrome yeah, or is it also too. one of those, is it one of those things where, um, I don't know, like her limit for what she'll tolerate is pretty high because she yeah. doesn't think very much of herself because she's weak and she's, you know, reliant on him to take care of her to a certain extent. So it's, so, I mean, that's one thing's, you know, you see this in real abusive relationships and right. here, especially, you know, she is, probably entirely financially dependent on him because of her, her disabilities. And, um, you know, and now she's got four or five children as well. So like her options are to what leave him and then lose that any kind of financial security. And also she wouldn't be able to take care of all those children by herself. So would she leave them with him knowing how neglectful he is of them and what kind of person he is. Like if she's yeah. still there, at least she can comfort her children maybe or, or something. So it's just, yeah, it's very, it's very suspect. Um, might also have her own guilt because funny, we made the joke about therapists. She's in a psych hospital. Yes. So technically she's the only one of them that has probably actually talked to a therapist. Yeah. No um, kidding. And she's uh, the one who she's not in there because she wants to, she's in there. Because think about it, though, the reason why Todoroki has his scars is because she had a psychotic break. Right. So what exactly was she going through? Like specifically, what was she going through physically, emotionally that made her think like in instinctively attack her son because she saw a little bit of her husband in him? Right. Yeah. She'd been suffering for so long. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like there to have a reaction like that, like she she had to be suffering for so long don't look it up don't google it but yeah i mean like <laughs> without without a doubt um we are already at seven o'clock and we haven't touched at all on the whole all for one like flashback oh, yeah, thing you know so i mean let's i think we should definitely talk about talk it. about deku like just kind of just like, a wee bit like it yeah, seemed yeah. like you to know fair, there's not a lot to talk about because it's just you could argue it's reframing a lot of stuff that we were already told. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, one of the interesting things I noticed, you know, he's got that shadow stuff like right. over his body during the, except for his arm, one of his arms is free. And at least my interpretation of that is like his arm being able to move meant that the new power he's going to get access to is going to in some way involve that, that arm. Cause it seems like he's going to start, accessing like the, the power is going to have more capabilities based on how it was cultivated by the different users in the past. So I guess if you think about Deku, like how has he been cultivating it, it primarily with his legs at this point, right? He figured out that his arms weren't really cutting it. He was 
busting himself yeah. up all the time. So he switched yeah. to feet. So he's cultivating the power through his feet, but maybe this other user before him cultivated it through that arm. And so he's going to get some sort of arm power. But yeah, also I thought the characters looked really cool. I'm interested in that like gold looking one looked cool. And then, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Who's that guy? That guy looks cool. And then there looks was, like All Might's to be honest. It does a little bit with the hair and then, you yeah. know, the color. But and then there was one who looked like a kid who looked kind of like a short kid with like, um, he had like a jacket that sort of covered part of his face. It reminded, oh, yeah. he actually reminded me of that character from Jujutsu Kaisen who, who like, yeah, who doesn't talk. Let's see. He's the third, oh, third one yeah. down. There's a little blue one. Yeah. I like Deku's taller than him. Yeah. And the red guy, I'm just going to say that's Hellboy. Cause that's exactly who he, he looks does like. Look <laughs> Hellboy. Um, way, I just love Nana and I just want to see more of her. Like I just, I was happy to see her. Like, I was just like, I love you. You're just a bad bee, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean that, that, um, that whole section though, I know that it was kind of like recap, but, um, just got me excited, you know, like, um, I just want to see Deku find out more about this and find out more about himself. And then everything we've seen with Endeavor, like, how is that all going to play out? And then, I mean, so in the next week, we're going into a into class oh, one A one B battle mm-hmm. too. Yes. So we'll kind of get to see some of the new folks there. Um, my girl, Mushroom Girl, you can see she's standing next to the one I who know. looks like she was standing oh. next to the lady who looks like she works at a fast food restaurant. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah I'm, she I'm, does. I'm <laughs> excited Lindsay, about I Mushroom knew you Girl. You were gonna love her. You're I want to cosplay as her already. Yeah. Look at her; she's so cute. She's, she's kind of like a Smurf sort of feel. Yeah. There's she's a Yeti guy cool. back there. I didn't notice. The Yeti guy and the Iron guy is there. We've seen him before, and I, I like Tetsu. Yeah, shout out to him putting the the uh, periodic table for Iron on his his headphones there. Fe. Oh, that's, that's a nice attention to yeah. detail. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll get to meet some new folks, and you know, fine Jesus lady is going to come back, and all those other ones we already like, and the really buff girl. I liked her, the punchy one. With the orangish kind of long yeah, hair. Oh, the one I who like can her make too, her hands yeah. big. The one who keeps knocking out the annoying one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have good characters in 1B. And um, I felt, and we were just talking about this before the show, there's like so many characters trying to keep their names straight. So now we're going to have to learn all the class 1B characters' names to a T. I'm just going to um, keep Wikia open over here in a, in my, on my second monitor and peek whenever we have to post to tell the Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah. It was a good episode. I'm excited for the rest of the season. So, Likewise. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for coming out for our first full My Hero Academia show. We will be back uh, same time, same YouTube channel on Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. I want to thank AJ for joining us. He's in for the long haul. So it was great having you. Glad to have your, your insight into this. And of course, Jackie is always here and amazing. Oh, you're amazing. Oh, thanks. Also, it was my birthday. So now is your time to all wish you happy birthday. Yay, it was birthday. I'm old and it was my birthday on Thursday. And Jackie's birthday is coming next. Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. Whoa. We got a lot of Aries energy here, AJ. What's your star sign? I am yeah. next. I'm a Taurus. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm a neighbor. What's up? Yeah. There you go. What's up? 
Good group. Good group. Corn fans. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right. And I want to also remind everybody to head over to kimonomerch.com to get your ANN merchandise and to make sure to subscribe to our newsletter at www.animenewsnetwork.com slash newsletter. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.